0: Welcome to Talking Giants presented by DraftKings I'm your host Bobby Skinner here with my co-host Justin Pennick and we have our week five Dallas Cowboys preview once again it used to be we play them week one in Dallas now we're starting to play them week five in Dallas uh no interview this week since it's a divisional rival we'll have Danny King on later for uh quick picks giant factors and our fantasy draft Justin how are you feeling after uh the Giants first win going and trying to trying to make it two in a row trying to get that second win
1: yeah what gives you hope is that it's a divisional game and wacky things can happen and giants are coming off a win, but Bobby, there's kind of two feelings right now. There's one feeling that says this Dallas team, it's just really, really good. They are a lot better than expected. Their offense is as expected, but it's their defense that has been, whoa, you know, they face some pretty good opponents and they've limited them. You know, they, they've done a good job, You know, somewhat limiting, you know, even though they gave Tom Brady a bunch of opportunities, they stayed in that game. They faced some good opponents. They stayed in the game against the Super Bowl, you know, defending champions. And then they won, you know, their next three against some pretty good opponents there too. So they are a very good team. And then the other side of my brain says, I just want to score 30 points this game. I'm sick and tired of Daniel Jones having perfect games, good games, solid games, and us not scoring thirty points, kind of like whatever happens in this game, I want the offense to score thirty points because we've been talking about how good Jones is coming along. He's progressing really nice. It still took him, you know, uh, almost you know three, uh, four quarters and a half more than that, you know, for for them to get twenty seven points. They got 29 points against Washington, and Daniel Jones looked really good. They haven't broke 30 points yet, and that's like what teams are supposed to do and good, good teams and good offense are supposed to do. I want to score 30 points. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm all, I'm good. You know, no 30-point games under Jason Garrett. You know, the one time the Giants scored 30, it was off of a pick six from Kyler Fackrell versus Dallas. So, you know, and versus Dallas offense, uh, and with the way their defense is, like the expectation is going to this game to win as a shootout. Before that, before we talk about shootouts, couple other people who would have our back in a shootout. We got Goldie's mm. Burner. Not his real name. Brendan Doyle. Not O Doyle. Brendan Doyle. And we got Andrew Finky. Or just mm. Fink. Justin, who are these Burner Doyle Finks?
1: Fink may be one of my favorite nicknames out of all the Patreon people. Um, that we can make That's off of their names. That's his real last name. Huh?
0: That's his real last name.
1: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. But Fink. like That could be like a really good nickname. I hope... I really do hope, Mr. Finkel, you're called Fink in your real life. They went to patreon.com slash talking giants. $2 a month plus some other tiers if you want to support extra. But just $2 a month. Hang out with us live in the chats while we record. See the shows early. React with us when we win or lose. Two times a month you get an opportunity to win some shirts off of our store. Bobby sends you some magnets. Patreon.com slash talking giants. Thank you to our patrons. All
0: right, Justin. we're Let's talk about this Dallas Cowboys offense. And... <clears throat> I tweeted out earlier, and I want to know if you agree. We're not going to spend too much time going on comparing uh, Dallas' offense. But I truly believe that this Dallas offense is the toughest matchup for the Giants on the rest of the schedule. And that's a schedule that has the Chiefs, it has the Rams, it has the Bucs. And you can make, like, if you're telling me that those offenses are better than Dallas, I won't really argue with you. But as far as for the Giants' matchup, I think this offense is... Is like the worst possible matchup because all of those teams are types. Like Brady, like you can, you know, Brady not not as much, but it's like that offense is definitely beatable. We've seen Graham have success versus it. The Chiefs, like they have turnovers. Like you can win by getting turnovers versus the Chiefs. Uh, you know, the Rams, like it's a, a lot of system stuff. You know, and we saw Patrick Graham have success versus it last year, obviously with golf. But like it is, it is a lot of system based stuff. The Cowboys are just doing whatever you give them; they're going to take. And Dak is completing over 75% of his passes yeah. so far this year. He's not turning over the ball. He has two interceptions, and one of those was, you know, was a, a drop pass by his wide receiver versus Tampa Bay. And on the run game, and they have two guys over averaging over 60 yards per game. They're averaging, you know, total on, on, you know, they're averaging basically like 160 rushing yards per game. And they have a good wide receiver core. Their tight ends are putting up numbers. It's like this team is just – kind of unstoppable on offense right now and it's like okay you want us to dink and dunk we'll dink and duck if you want you want us to come play up aggressive we'll do that if you want to go light box we'll run the ball on you and So they're kind of just doing whatever they want right now at will and they you know like kellen moore and them are killing teams right now
1: yeah they're the fourth most explosive rushing team in the national football league which you know the giants run defense when running backs have gotten volume, you know, they've they've certainly struggled. I mean, Alva Kamara had, you know, 170 yards and that Saints rushing offense had 170 yards last week, where, you know, allowing a lot of rushing yards and allowing a, a running an you know, opposing running backs to be productive, it isn't a problem until it is a problem, right? Where it's like, oh, now it's kind of creeping up on the Giants a little bit. And certainly with this Dallas offense, it can be a problem if that's the route that they chose to go that they choose to go to. But unlike, let's just compare the Giants' defense performance that they possibly can have this week against the Seattle game last year, where Russell Wilson was taking deep shots of 15-plus air yards 25% of the time. The Dallas passing offense, surprisingly, is ranked 18th in the National Football League in explosive plays. The Giants are actually ranked 14th. They're ranked higher as an explosive passing play offense. But what Dallas is doing and what Dak Prescott's doing is... He is throwing the ball where the Giants have been killed all year, where the defense hasn't been terrible in terms of allowing explosive plays, but they're getting killed in the intermediate part of the field and they're getting killed with yards after the catch. And that is where Dak Prescott has been living, breathing, and dying this year. He's been throwing the ball in the intermediate part of the field. His arm, and I was even talking with some Cowboy fans, you know, on a stream last night, his arm, it didn't it hasn't looked like it's had the same juice but doesn't matter. You know, when you're completing 75% of your passes kind of throwing by the sticks a little bit past the sticks and your wide receivers are so talented that they can get the yards after the catch. And there's some good playmakers there. You can do that. And that is your winning formula. So you're exactly right by saying the matchup with this giant's defense is bad in terms of Giants defense versus Cowboys offense. Cause the things that the giant's defense struggle with the cowboy offense does very well, throwing in the intermediate part of the field, running the ball, getting some yards after the catch and having playmakers
0: and Dak is he's it's actually his lowest yards per completion in his career right now but again he's completing over 75% of those passes you know and Dallas is fourth in offense with 31 and a half points per game Uh, and like you mentioned like they're only 14th in and passing yards but you know you have this matchup of of Amari Cooper now CeeDee Lamb has been playing on the outside I know you know before we I did my prep for this I was like, dude, you know, we talked about like does Adoree maybe follow CD in the slot with Michael Gallup out, CD Lamb's playing on the outside, and so then they have Cedric I, Wilson playing in the slot.
1: Yeah, so okay. we're go,
0: we're gonna see Adore Jackson versus CD Lamb and James Bradbury versus Amari Cooper. Um, you know, and both those guys are averaging like they're basically averaging the same amount, like sixty something yards per game between the two of them. But they are, I mean, they're second in the league in rushing yards right now, and yes, and uh, you know, yards per attempt. Zeke is that is has. Uh, 342 yards, four touchdowns. He's averaging 85 rushing yards per game. That's just good for a start. Like, that's a, that's really good if you're starting running back 85 yards per game on the ground.
1: Yeah, and I really do think that he's taken the whole everybody, not, I'm, I don't know what Cowboy fans are saying, but I know NFL Twitter has said like, oh, Tony Pollard is better than Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott has been averaging his yards after contact per attempt. I'm pretty sure this is like the best year of his career in that regard. And, you know, it's there's some very few metrics out there that look at individual running back play versus offensive line production. But yards after contact per attempt, that is one of them. That, that's an individual running back stat. And he's been really, really good in that regard. And I think he's taken that to heart. I think he's heard the chatter of, oh, you know, Tony Pollard is better than you and you're getting paid a lot of money and you shouldn't. I think he's heard the chatter and he's producing, so...
0: Well, if I told you that Ezekiel Elliott is averaging five point three yards per carry and eighty-five yards per game, and then four touchdowns in four games, you're like, man, they're working his ass. Like, they're, they're he's balling right now. Yeah. Like, he's their workhorse running back. It's back to the way the Dallas Cowboys were always successful the past ten years, and it's like, man, because they just kind of run on teams at will. Well, that's all true, and and on top of that, Tony Pollard is averaging sixty-two yards per game. And yards per carry, he's averaging 6.8 yards per carry. So he has two, like, so, like, even the backup running back is averaging 62 yards per game. Like, Saquon's best rushing game this year was, like, 50 yards. And the Cowboys' backup is averaging 62 yards per game while the the starting running back is eating a ton with Zeke Elliott. So it's like, they are just running at will. And the Giants, and, you know, we've been talking about, like, are they running too high light boxes? And it's kind of been eye test stuff. There was a you know, a graphic that came out today that they are running the fifth most uh, two high safety looks in the league right now, where last year they were a single high cover three type team. And they like it, you know, last year Patrick Graham, it was a staple of his defenses to have an extra man in the box, you know. So if it's uh, if it's if it's seven people in there, it's like, okay, they have an eight man box. If it's eight guys, they, you know, have nine guys or or you know, six versus seven, seven versus eight. So, you know, like, every gap is filled. You know, this past week versus the Saints, it was exclusively light boxes. And, you know, and you saw the Saints rush for 170 yards per game. And it wasn't like the Saints were running the ball, like, very well coming into this game. You know, Alvin Kamara was averaging 3.4 yards per carry coming in. Like, he, him and, him and uh, Saquon's stats were pretty identical in the rushing game. And that was disappointing for Saquon. It was disappointing for Kamara. And they just ran all over us. Part of that has been bad tackling. But, like, they've been playing light boxes. So... Um, I get the idea of like, you know, maybe trying to, you know, I, I get the idea of like, you know, let them run, see if they're patient with it. But at the same time, it's like watching a team run on you like that. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of it. Like I, I want Patrick Amp to get back into those plus one boxes. And that doesn't, I don't think you're sacrificing the past like that way. You know, like they didn't last year, they did that all last year. Did they give up big plays? No, we no, talked about how they, much they didn't.
1: They were better last year at uh, not allowing the big play. Versus this year, where you're playing with too high, they have, you know, it's not it's not the worst Giants problem, but they were just flat out much better at it last year versus this year, they're doing something different. So
0: Well, because then you have the safeties having to come up and play the run, and that leads to play action, safety draws up, big plays. Now, the Giants have been saved on a couple of those by penalties and a drop by KJ Hamler in week one. But yeah, I, I got, I understand the idea of like, you know, trying to let, you know, letting them run to try and get them away from the pass. But like, at some point, You've got to stop the run, especially versus a Dallas Cowboys team like this. And I think that's the way to beat Dak Prescott. And that's shown up in his career is when, like, you can kind of stop that Dallas run game and maybe get a turnover of Dak. And that's the way I would attack this Cowboys offense is like, man, you got to try and get some turnovers, which means throwing different rotating yeah. zones, just throwing different look after different look. Don't let Dak know what know what's coming. Throw different look after different look and make, an, uh, make you know, I'm not saying we're going to hold him to 60 yards rushing and shut down the run, but do... I would not play those light boxes this game. Like, I I would put an emphasis on stopping the run this game and and throwing different uh, zones at Dak and hoping we get some turnovers.
1: Well, for the first time since... Did Jabril Peppers miss a game last year? I think he played 16 games. No, he
0: missed two games
1: last year. Missed two games last year. Or one and a half. You know, for the first time in, you know, quite a while, odds are I think we're going to be without Peppers, so you know, does that too high kind of theory change? And I did see Julian love in the box, some snaps and making some plays in the run game this season. But is that an answer? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Cause pe- odds are peppers is going to be out. He hasn't really practiced all week. So.
0: Yeah. Well, he, he, pa- he, he padded up this on, on Thursday, but I don't, I don't know if he's going to play. Um, but he, even then, even then, I, you know, I'm not expecting much out of peppers regardless. Uh, 'Cause even if he is playing, I don't think they're gonna give him a full load. And he hasn't been getting a full load even when healthy. So Yeah. Uh, but this was the game where I was hoping they would put Jabril Peppers back in like that full time money backer role. and, you know, stop doing these two high safety things. And I think and I think Graham probably will see that and make some adjustments. You know, he made an adjustment from week two to week three, you know, got out of that soft zone stuff and you know, played more man coverage, especially on third downs and it worked week three and week four it it was they didn't I mean they, they got ran all over and I know Patrick Graham is not okay with with having that happen especially you know it's one thing when the Ravens do it when the Saints do it that shouldn't happen
1: So in a way we're asking Patrick Graham not to get too nerdy in a way I guess we're Pat- we're asking Patrick Graham to do exactly what he did in Miami in 2019 cover 1 like 30 you know what he was doing in Miami was like cover 1 39% of the time you know single high safety man coverage down below and then you you know with that single high you can bring an extra guy down in the box that's kind of like what we're talking about right
0: yeah and and what he did last year you know like a mix a mix of the two like playing a little more man covers than cover three um and cover three can look like man a lot of times but 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 you know get, playing more you know staying with the man coverage but uh you know um throwing different types of rotating zones at them and and trying to add that plus one box another thing about their offense so we talk about the wide receivers the run game deck Dalton schultz and blake jarwin they together are averaging eighty to eighty-eight yards per game. The two of them together have twenty-nine catches, three hundred fifty-three yards, and four
1: touchdowns in four games. I think everybody's averaging over sixty yards on it's this insane.
0: offense. It's insane! It is insane watching how balanced their offense is. How like many it's, yards it's, is it's, uh? How many yards the is Tyron
1: Smith averaging?
0: Seriously, <laughs> like, and that's why I think it's the it's the biggest worry because I th- I th- you know a. a, a coordinator like Patrick Graham, the person of the Giants have, I think they can game plan against a team that has like a very like specific like this is what their offense does. Like, you know, they go to Kelsey or, or you know, the Rams it's like it's that play action crosser. So put your linebackers in depth, ignore the backside flat. So, you know, stuff like that. The Seahawks cover deep, cover deep. Like he's not, he gets back to his checkdowns way too late. But this game, it's like, man, they kind of are just great at doing what you, like, finding the weakness of your offense. So it's like, whether it's thrown to the tight ends, thrown to the wide receivers, running the ball all game. Like, it is, I think this is easily, like, the, the off. this is the offense I'm the most scared about. Now, it's not the team I'm most scared about because their defense, which we'll talk about, is, um, it's not good. It's better than last year, but it's not good, and there's, like, I'm, I'm excited to see the offense versus defense, but. Yeah, I mean this offense is a. Th- we, they have to. If Joe Judge doesn't go into this game like with the expectation of playing in a in a in a shootout, like that's kind of that's kind of depressing. Like like I understand you want to play your brand of football, but this, they have to go into this game like we need to score thirty points to win this game. So we need to go for it on fourth downs. We need to not kick field goals. Like go into this mindset like kind of the way he did to the Browns game last year.
1: I have two areas in which the Giants have to attack on on Sunday. Um, Tyler beat it as, beat that ass. a guy that we liked out of Wisconsin, you know, liked a decent amount. He's been bad. I think he's the weak link of the offensive line. He might be the weak link of the offense right now. Um, he's not been a great center. So whoever's lining up over the center, you know, again, I, I'm wink, wink, Dexter Lawrence looking at you, especially on some of those passing downs dude get back there you know i don't know how often leonard williams is going to be over the center or guard especially guard because he's usually in three defense alignment formations he's usually on the end so whoever's out whoever's in front of him on those passing downs beat his ass no pun intended um and then there's also another guy on on defense who um i have circled as well so we'll talk about that next
0: do you have anything else on the offense i mean no you know everything's clicking for them right now nope all right, let's talk about their defense. And I I, I mean, I'm, tr- I'm not going to try and get too number heavy on this, but I was looking at a bunch of stuff today. And they're actually 16th and, and points, uh, giving up 24.2 uh, points per game. But I think similar similar to the Giants, but worse than the Giants, it's like, well, everything else is bad. But they're, they're, a team that's, uh, they're a team that's been living off turnovers, and obviously Diggs has been a big part of that. But they have 10 turnovers. They have the most interceptions in the NFL right now with eight. Uh, second is actually the Saints with seven, so you know Daniel Jones needs to avoid the turnovers this week. You know that's that goes without being said, but they're twenty six in yards. They're third worst in yards per play at six point four. And again, they have lived off of the turnover. And and I you know watching film and they play a ton of man coverage. Um, you know I, I'm not even going to say it for my giant factor, but Kadarius Tony needs to ball this game. Like Kadarius Tony needs to be I think the focal point of this game plan because they play a ton of man coverage. They take chances. They have linebackers who aren't always playing the best gap responsibility. We're going to play up on the play action a little too much. Micah Parsons kind of went back to that off-ball linebacker role. Um, you know, he'll get some edge reps. Like, this has to be a game where Kadarius Tony is used heavily. They are the they give up the worst Yak in the league. They're giving up 190 yards per game with Yak right now, Justin. When we talk about the Giants struggling with that, the Giants have 60 less yards per game of Yak than the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they are really, really bad at Yak right now.
1: Yeah. They were good at Yak last week, and it was Tony and Galday. You know, that was a big point of Wednesday. That was a big point of my stats report video. That Galday and Tony, why Tony needs to be included in the game plan is because the last two weeks, Kadarius Tony has averaged eight yards after the catch per reception. Now, obviously against Atlanta, he only had like two, two catches, so I don't know if he like qualifies in like a ranking if you were to make it, but this offense is just so bad. With getting yards after the catch, where you need those skill position players to just play what I've been calling grown man football, where it looks a little different when Galladay does it versus Tony, but they find a way and they get it done. So get the ball in those those guys' hands. Galladay's been getting wide, has been getting better wide receiver separation. Um, he's going up against Diggs. That's going to be a fun matchup. You know, Diggs and Galladay. Got, Diggs is more of a physical corner. Um, this is a game where I would like to see some contested catch situations. Um, I know dig, like I said, Diggs is a little bit more physical, but Galladay's the best in the league at doing it. So, this is a game where I'd like to kind of see it. You know, if there's a if there aren't things that are working, this is what, you know, gets a little frustrating about this Giants offense. When everything, the play script, play schedule isn't working, you know, what you can do, sometimes it's just as simple as letting your players go up and make a play. You know, we saw that a lot with Darius Slayton last year, you know, a little back shoulder fade on the sideline against Dallas and Dallas, where sometimes it's just as simple as. Just throw the ball to a player and let him make a play. You know, put it in a spot where a defender can't catch it, can't tip it, and then it goes for an interception. Let your guy go up and make a play. And this Micah Parsons not being at edge is kind of huge. It's yeah, I huge. think it's
0: a huge advantage for the Giants. Now, maybe they yeah. put him back and they've you know, they they've changed him up a bunt. But, like, him, Nate Soldier's weakness is protecting, like, either opening up his hips too early, or if he's not, he gets killed inside, and Micah Parsons – Michael Parsons, like, his outside to end, like, agility is kind of crazy. But at linebacker, it gets him in trouble because he loses his gap responsibility. Now, you can lose your gap responsibility at edge, but you can you make a ton of plays that way, too, especially against a guy like Nate Soltz. Like, I was very and, – and, again, maybe they do put him back there. But at linebacker, it loses gap responsibility. That and the Cowboys stunt a ton, and they're, like, long-developing stunts as well. This could be a big game for Saquon, you know, and, and not by averaging – you know, getting those four, or five yard pops. Like Saquon could break a couple big ones this game because they lose that gap responsibility. You know, like the the forty something yard run versus Washington. A big reason or that play was the Washington stunted on that play, so they lost their gap responsibility. Guys weren't playing their gaps. Caden Smith adjusts, and now now you've popped the big play because guys aren't where they're supposed to be defensively if they were expecting to play against the run. So this could be a big game for Saquon in the run game, and you know it's. It's such a hard balance with Saquon because like you don't want him to not be Saquon, but this is a game where it's like, hey, like, kind of like see what happens. Let you know, follow follow your blocks and then let those plays turn into big plays. You know, don't try and and bounce every little thing or or stop in the backfield. Like like just know like, hey, that stuff's gonna open up for you, but take those yards that are in front of you when they're there, um, and that you know there are. They're not as undisciplined as last year, but Parsons is an undisciplined player right now as a rookie. Like, he's a very undisciplined player. Now, because that he makes plays that way, you know, but like it also can make plays for for an opposing offense. So, running. And then on RPOs, I mean, they bite on play action pretty hard. That means you you got Tony for those slants. And again, just man coverage. They're going to play a bunch of man coverage. They're going to get after you. So, run clear out routes you know, deep concepts, but not all or nothing plays, you know, maybe, maybe the shot plays of, you know, uh, under center play action don't work as well, but you got guys clearing out and you got, you know, Shep on a crosser and Tony on a dig or vice versa. Like there's this defense, we can score a lot. Like if, if we score over 30 points, which the giants have not done under Jason Garrett, I'm not going to be surprised this week. Like I'm almost expecting it, like build on what you guys are doing, you know, and, I don't mean to pat myself on the back too much, but the things we've been begging Jason Garrett to do, he did last week with the three-level flood concepts, you know, those downfield that, those downfield plays and it looked really and it was the best game for Daniel Jones under Jason Garrett. So it's like, man, I don't know how you can see that and not stick to those type of things.
1: Yeah. Well, so the same thing after Washington, right? Well, I don't know how you <laughs> I don't know how you could watch what you did there and But I didn't re- love
0: the Washington game plan. I thought it was just guys executing really well. It was Daniel Jones audibling out of all curls for a touchdown to sl- like you know they, you know they ran a nice Mills concept that's sl- like like so there was there was stuff I liked from the Washington but I didn't leave the Washington yeah. game when like I really love what Garrett did I yeah. did I re- I did really like what he did versus New Orleans though
1: Osa Digizua, you know last name that's familiar to Giants fans UCLA defensive tackle from UCLA both the Digizua brothers went to UCLA this one is a lot better than his brother um unfortunately for us Really so, good at the senior so keep an eye on him at the interior part of the offensive line especially if he's going to be lining up on the left side you know next to scorer in price you know, he's had a good start to his rookie season i think chauncey golston might also take some defensive end reps keanu neal is a converted safety to linebacker so it all depends on how maybe they want to use neal do they want to use neal as like And every down linebacker, then that maybe means that maybe Parsons gets a little bit more edge, you know, reps at edge. Um, I hope that they don't want to use him that way. I hope they only bring in Keanu Neal on passing downs and maybe they take Parsons off the field. Um, They have a really good safety to curse, is like another uh, Dan Quinn guy that came from where he was, Atlanta, and then, you know, now he's here with Dallas and, you know, before the season, I couldn't name you a single. Safety, that was on the Cowboys, but Curse has been having a a pretty solid season so far. So, you know, they got dudes, they got players, you know, but like you said, they're undisciplined and, you know, Daniel Jones has been balling. You know, if Daniel Jones was not in the spot and having the year that he's having right now, I would say that there is zero hope to this game. And I, I would not feel any kind of optimism or frankly excitement to sit down and watch. And I'm always excited when the Giants play, but optimism to watch and believe that we are going to win. But if you have a quarterback that's throwing the ball well and not turning over the ball and, you know, producing explosive plays when he can, you feel like you have a shot in the game. And that's what we got. So, go. Oh, my one guy that I want to attack, Anthony Brown, cornerback two. Their secondary is still meh. Diggs has been good, but their secondary outside of Diggs, I know I just said Curse has been flying around the field too. But still, their overall secondary is still meh. And Anthony Brown is a guy to attack. So, whether Shep's on the outside, Tony, Slayton, attack Anthony Brown, attack Anthony Brown. Dallas fans are worried about if Diggs is going to follow Galladay. If Diggs is not following Galladay, then if Galladay is on it, Anthony Brown, attack him. There you go.
0: What do you think Slayton's role is this week? Let's just assume that him and Shep are both healthy and playing.
1: Definitely downgraded. It's I, I would want to see snap share of Galladay, Shepard, Tony, Slayton Ross. That's that's my hierarchy right now. Yeah,
0: and, and I think Slayton and Ross should probably, kind of be at equal amounts of reps. Yeah. Right now, Bec- because of the guys ahead of them. You know, if if you got rid of Kadarius Tony, it'd be like, okay, I, I want Darius Slayton starting and then giving Ross, you know, uh, a handful of reps. Yeah, I agree. But yep. I think Kada- Kadarius Tony needs to play. Kadarius Tony needs to play, and that's why, you know, so I like Slayton. But me sa- saying like I don't know what his role is going forward. Doesn't have anything to do with John Ross, really. It has to do with Kadarius Tony, because Kadarius Tony needs to play. He can change a game for the Giants. Like, this can be a game that he can eat. Just another stat I wanted to throw out there. They're actually six best uh, rushing yards right now, but they're six worse in yards per carry at 4.7. So it's um, part of that probably is that teams, their offense is scoring points, so teams are, you know, trying to keep up with them. But if you can get a lead early in this game.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> this could be, you know, one like, of the I, giants I, ever done that.
0: <sighs> you joke, but I think they might have had the lead early in every single game this year. Broncos had like the lead th- early, a
1: three nothing. I don't count three nothing or seven nothing as as like a good lead.
0: But they, but they have. I think they've had the lead earlier in every single game this year. Like, like they, you know, they were up seven three. I'm talking like Denver. in the third quarter. I know, I know, but it is kind of funny, like seven three on Denver. Atlanta it was 6-0. Um Washington I, they had the lead almost the whole game.
1: When the Giants are winning 21-7 in a game in the third quarter, that's when my jaw will be on the floor. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, we were up 14-0 on the Cowboys last year and lost, so hopefully that Yeehaw. doesn't happen. Hopefully, you know, Andrew Thomas doesn't give up a, a strip sack for a touchdown.
1: Oh, are we are we concerned about I'm limping it. business?
0: I'm ignoring it. He's playing. He's practicing. He'll be all right. I'm ignoring okay. it. Okay. Unless he misses you. a game, I, I will. I, I will. I'm, I'm just ignoring it. It's, it's, I'm not going to. I'm not going to analyze his limp. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. What is there to say? Yeah.
0: All right. Let's uh, take a break, and we'll bring on Danny King.
1: Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play
0: fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Uh.
1: All right, welcome back to the show, and we got to talk about Roman. Look, no one's perfect. Even one of our Patreon members before the show, undisclosed Patreon member, said that he needed Roman to get his wiener popping. Even the best baseball players in the world strike up with the bases loaded. Even Phil Nevin, guys like Phil Nevin, he's a boss of a human being, has a really deep voice. Even he sometimes sends Aaron Judge home. Idiot. Incorrectly, and Great Bobby Skinner sound. calls him an idiot. Even he makes incorrect decisions as a third base coach. No one's perfect, so if you feel like you're coming up short in the bedroom, it's okay. But if it's bothering you, there are options. Go to getroman.com slash johnboy right now. With Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and the privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed medical professional we will work with you for the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate. It ships to you free with two-day shipping, and that's really fast. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. Getting started is simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy and complete an online visit. Take care of your ED without leaving your home. Complete an online visit today and connect with the doctor and take care of it. So, GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy. Get $15 off your first month. Straightforward way. Take care of your ED. Don't be like Phil Nevin. Go to GetRoman.com slash JohnBoy. Get started now and say $15 off your first month of treatment. Thank you to Roman. Get your get your man. Bobby Skinner says.
0: One one more one more ad. Follow me on my personal Instagram at wow. Bobby Skinner underscore. I'm 45 followers away from a thousand. So another ad.
1: How did you creep up on me? I, you've been plugging yeah, your personal 000. Instagram. I have
0: been. I used to be very like no one gets to see my Instagram, and now I'm
1: yeah. now I'm a, I'm what, a full what, out what Instagram. Switch. What was that switch? You were like, I I made my Instagram private because I don't want anybody seeing my Instagram. And then like two months later, it's like, oh, bro, follow me on Bobby Skinner. You're in the. I'm, blah, a, blah. I'm an
0: Instagram thought. now uh, oh, yeah. unbelievable. So what happens when you get big in the media? You're a. know. Right? I'm like, you know, check out my. I even like did like, uh, check out my Instagram to see who I voted for, and everyone went <laughs> to go look, and it's like, vote for myself, idiots. Um, all right. We now welcome on Danny King for weather and trivia, but also an injury update. Uh. Danny, we're worried about, you know, Slayton, Shep, and Peppers. Are you, what happened with your ankle? So, you know, just
2: living life, having fun. And uh, I was I got into, like, a massive street brawl with these guys. They came at me. They're like, yo, Giants stand no chances Sunday against Dallas. I'm like, how could you say that to me? And then we started brawling with each other. And I lost track of the road and, <laughs> and the grass line. So I took a step back, and then my ankle went like, Bleh. It ended on the ground. My ankle was all sorts of messed up. It was fatter than a grapefruit uh, Tuesday or Monday morning. So it was a very much a struggle for these past few days. And I was like, I'm just not going to, I could I could walk, but there's, there is pain. And I was like, I'm just going to keep putting it off until I feel the need to get a check down. And then today I was like, okay, it's changing colors a tad. Maybe it's time to let's check this bad boy out.
1: Were you intoxicated at the time that this injury occurred? uh never i would
2: never do that never under united states law that's not till the age of 21 so i refuse to do that i'm
0: gonna see. there's a video of you with a beer at fan fest i don't think that's true uh,
2: um I, th- I, th- th- I think that's fake news
0: maybe maybe um I don't what think is that's true. what is uh what's what's the weather looking like for uh the dallas dome
2: so I guess they're actually going to have the, that little roof open. I don't know how much of a difference that even makes. Does that make much of a difference? Who knows? It's going to be hot, though, because it's Texas and it's just always hot there. It's going to be 88 degrees on Sunday. It feels like 92. They're given the wind, but I don't think the wind would have much of a factor because this stadium has like is fully enclosed on like that weird stadium in L.A. which has like openings on the sides. Like So the, why do you have a roof? That's neither here or there. Uh, humidity fifty three percent. So it's it's just gonna be hot. It's it's frankly just gonna be a hot game in Texas. Like, what's new? That's what you expect.
0: Yeah, it's hotter there than it is here. How about that? Um, the one yeah. time when the weather reporting is actually hotter in the location than it is where I'm at. Um, absolute crazy world we live in right now. I I, I post great beach pictures on my personal Instagram. If you want to follow me on there, at BobbyCena underscore. <laughs> any any trivia for us this week?
2: We do. I found this week's trivia to be rather interesting. So I mean, wow, that's, you got that's a few... new from uh, this segment. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm offended by that one. <laughs> uh, so going back, we're going all the way back to from the 1960s up until the tw- uh, 2010s. Up until the 2010s, great. How many times had the Giants won a the series in a decade? So like, when did they like one like the 1960s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 2010s? How many times had they won the series decade? So that's sixty
0: years. I'll say
2: nineteen times. No, I mean like it turns like how many times did they win like in like like from the sixties? Like how many times like did they it, win Danny. the series? That, I got it. That, that ten years, that's what I'm.
0: Oh, decades! Like yeah, each I decade. So out of six yeah,
2: decades, each decade. Yeah, I might have misworded that. Motto.
1: The
0: two thousand tens they didn't. The I'm going to say twice. The two thousands they did. The two thousand tens they didn't. So that's one. The 90s, I'm going to say they did. The 80s, I'm going to say, gosh, they were both so good in the 80s. You 90s, I'm,
1: I'm, 90s, they didn't. 80s I'm going to say 90s,
0: the 80s, they did. I'm going to say
1: three times. Two. I'm saying two. And I'm very confident in my answer.
2: The correct answer is one. Damn it. They have only is it, won one. it just
1: the 2000s? No, it's the it 80s. It was just the
2: 2000s. They what? won the 2000 series Dallas against the Cowboys. Dallas was really bad in the 2000s. I mean, they had Quincy yeah, yeah, Carter like- as
0: their QB, Drew Bledsoe. Like, you know, Romo came in at the end. And then even when Romo came in, like, we would beat them every single year. So. Yeah, let's see. They,
2: they won 13-8 that year, and then they actually tied in the 90s that year. They, they didn't play a game in a 1982 because of – no, the 80s. They tied in the 80s, and they didn't play in 1982 because, I guess, they had that player strike. So the Giants just can't seem to get much wins against Dallas. It's pretty much just been Dallas's game. I think what – What, they've won, like – up until last year they won like the past three series and then we tied last year so let's get let's get off on the right foot 2021 decade,
0: baby all right time for uh fan our fantasy draft where we draft players from uh just the giants the giants and the team they're playing and good way to highlight some matchups stan i will be picking first danny second and justin third and that's the way the standings are going right now i won last week with 51 points only three more points than danny um, so I'm at 164 points, 12 points behind Danny at uh, 176, and then Justin had a 30 point game. He has he's at 125. He is 51 points back, and I know from experience, like 50 points is a big hole. Like you gotta you gotta really ball out for the rest of the year to close that gap. But I'm I'm gonna close it on Danny. So I'm picking first, and I'm just you know kiss, keep it simple, stupid. I am getting the guy who has had the most fantasy points for either of these teams this year. And I am going with Ezekiel Elliott. The Giants gave 170 yards on the ground last year. Zeke has yards plus touchdowns. Um not really using the receiving game a ton, but you know, he'll he'll get a couple catches out of that. So I am going with the Cowboys RB1 as Ezekiel Elliott for my first pick. Yeah,
2: you can't go wrong with Zeke, even though we like clowning on the guy. You can't go wrong with picking Zeke. I'm also just gonna keep it playing the simple. Give me Saquon Barkley. He's looking more and more back to form. I think he's I think he's worthy of the first round choice right now. I read here on ESPN, Cowboys have surrendered 4.7 yards per total to tailbacks this season. I know the Giants' round game is still kind of iffy, but if they get Saquon involved in that pass game, I think money moves will be made by Saquon. There's no overthinking it right now.
0: Saquon won me last week. Say I do think Saquon does have a big game. You know, I thought about taking him, um, but I'm just kind of being safe since I have the first pick. But like Saquon is um. This could be a really big game for Saquon. Like if he gets 200 yards in this game, total rushing receiving, like I wouldn't be surprised because of how much he gets Yeah, Like because of how much yak they give up, because they don't play, they stunt a ton, which can ruin their gaps in the run game. This could honestly be an awesome game for Saquon Barkley. Justin, who was your first round pick?
1: Uh, this is tough. I feel like I'm in a good spot. I am going to go with Kenny Galladay. feel like this is the game I feel like this has got to be the game um he's had a good stretch I'll talk about it a little bit more possibly later I'm gonna go with CeeDee Lamb on the come around um I think CeeDee Lamb is the best guy just ranked position wise in terms of fantasy points that's left on the board right now so CeeDee Lamb I think that's pretty easy I'm not even gonna think about it Kenny Gaudi was actually eighth
0: on my big board this week because they are play a bunch of man coverage and but they will shade the safety over the top so, like, I knew, I was watching the Panthers all 22, and it's like, Darnold, why are you going all or nothing? It was like, dude, check the ball down. Like, put, hit it on a crosser or something, where Darnold was just so focused on getting the big play. He was throwing the double coverage a ton, and Daniel Jones just isn't going to do that, especially with, with the weapons he has right now. But I, I like the C D Lamb pick. Um, so, you have Galdan. Lamb, Danny, who are you taking with your second pick? I will be taking the Dallas Cowboys tight end. Which one, though? it's just
2: dalton schultz that's the one i'm gonna be rocking with this week uh he's been he's had 26 points against philadelphia then he had 17 points against carolina last week i read here the giants defense has allowed nearly 17 points per game to tight ends so i'm gonna to have to take dalton schultz but if i was one of you take blake jarwin because clearly blake jarwin now gonna score the touchdown that's just how this works right
0: now when we take tight ends Schultz, I'm actually starting in my flex and my real fantasy team this Ooh. week. I'm starting Dawson Knox at tight end, and then I'm starting Dalton Schultz at, at flex. Oh yeah, I, I I got a Dawson Knox on my team right now. Yeah, I, I, I literally just picked up both of those guys because I had I had Gronk and then I had Pat Fryermuth as a flyer, but like, um, just no Steelers players are gonna put up fantasy points this year. I think I think I might have even dropped Juju Smith-Schuster, who was like one of my higher picks, but it's like he's just not gonna put up consistent points this year with Big Ben. Steelers fans are calling For Dwayne Haskins Which is so fine to me And I'm calling for it too I really want to see Dwayne Haskins Play football again um, Schultz is a good pick A little early Um, So There's someone That I would pick Before this player But I have the snake pick So I'm going to go Kadarius Tony With my <laughs> second pick Damn. Yeah. I'm going to explain it more With my giant factor Oh
1: Oh,
2: I, s- I set that up for you. I la- I I wanted to take him, but like I sensed that possibly that could be a later factor in the show, so I just saved
0: you some. Time I may now. have
1: to change mine now. Mine.
0: Oh, now. look at this. We are. You got time to think, kid. Um, <laughs> I don't want to I...
1: do two the same position spot. That's that's lame. Okay,
0: so Tony was fifth on my big board, and I got him with my sixth pick. The guy who was third on my big board, I'm getting the third round. Amari Cooper. He's their wide receiver one. Like, he has had, you know, he's gotten touchdowns this year. He's been a big-time player. Bradbury hasn't been the the same guy that shut guys down this year. Um, So, I mean, you get Amari Cooper in the third round, I mean, come on. Now, granted, do I want James Bradbury to shut him down like he did last year? Yeah. Could it happen? Absolutely. Will I celebrate it? Absolutely. But, I mean, getting Amari Cooper, who's third? I mean, I got, I got the first and third guy on my big board. With the first overall pick. I mean, this is great value for me. Uh, you know, Credit to me for the value I'm getting right now. And Tony, who I think is going to have a huge game this week. I really do. I'm expecting big things from my guy, Kadarius Tony, this
2: week. Um, Let's see, because Shepard, we don't know what he's going to do. I'm leaning towards right now he's not going to play. That's just me, though. I, I just don't get the good vibes with him right now. I'm going to take the Cowboys right now, their slot wide receiver. I'm going to take Cedric Wilson. I'm going to take a flyer on him. I'm going to think maybe he could break something here because this Dallas offense they're really not using. They're kind of like a short passing game right now from what I've seen. So I'm going to say give me Cedric Wilson to score a touchdown this week. I think Cedric Wilson will get one. Don't give him hype
0: to score a touchdown. We don't want I'm him to score I'm not trying to give him
2: hype. I don't want him to score well, You said, that. like,
0: score a touchdown this week. Like, you're talking... Like, I mean, I feel, like seven seven I feel like it's just going to happen.
2: I feel like it's just going to happen. And I, what? I may
0: want to... Ex- like, when,
2: when it's a blowout, then score the touchdown. So you give me fantasy points. Let's, let's work... We're in competition here, people. we gotta got to play it smart. Justin, snake it. Final two picks.
1: Uh, um, Sterling Shepard. Yeah, he is on come the board. on. I
0: mean, him falling this far. Fall. I get that he's coming off injury, but he was... Balling before he got hurt and i I gotta do it
1: i gotta do it do it blake jarwin is a giant killer oh damn it blake jarwin is a giant killer backup tight end schultz has been getting more snaps i think than jarwin yes and that stat that the giants have allowed a touchdown pass to every single backup tight end
0: four guy backup tight ends (laughs) in four games is insane um, like it Blake, is insane that that has happened.
1: And Blake Jarwin has the track record of killing the Giants. So give me give me Jarwin as my final pick.
0: Good. If that happens again, it's just going to be like, why, why, why does That's this? Who right. is who is responsible? If if that happens again, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask all the beat reporters and to bring that up to Patrick Graham or Joe Judge. But you guys have given up a touchdown to the backup tight end every year, every week this year. Who is responsible for that? Um. It was Peppers in week four. Week one through three, it wasn't Peppers. So get off Peppers back, people. All right, so Danny, your final pick.
2: Uh, This guy gave me – he surprised me last week. I just did it for fun. I'm going to take it again because why not? Because I don't want Evan Ingram. Guys, terrible. Give me John Ross. Why not? Let's have some fun with it. Guy gave me a touchdown last week. Big week. I think he could do another one of those things. Like you said, Dallas is secondary beside Trayvon Diggs. That ain't nothing special. John Ross, do another little – Let's do that again this week, John Ross. I want you to score a touchdown a little more than
0: Cedric Wilson, obviously. So, John Ross, can I get a John Ross, please? Let me get and John Ross. All right. So, this may be the first time in uh, talking Giants fantasy draft history that Darius Slayton is not being picked. It's, it's a necessary evil. That's all because you are going to go
1: with Tony Pollard.
0: I am. I am going with Tony Pollard. He's averaging over sixty yards per game in the in the ground. He's getting catches per game. He's getting touchdowns. So I mean, it's it's just an easy pick at this point. I was not going to touch all of the time. I mean, I, I always put down every player to just kind of have my rankings. Um, so Tony Pollard was ranked one, two, three, four, ninth on my big board. Slayton was twelfth, and then Ingram, Rudolph, uh, Devontae Booker, and then Caden Smith were the last four guys on my big board. I was not I'm not touching any Giants tight ends. So Evan Ingram and Darius Slayton don't get drafted this week. That's kind of that's kind of odd. But I'm going Tony Pollard. So to recap, I have Ezekiel Elliott, Kadarius Tony, and Marty Cooper, and Tony Pollard. Danny has Saquon Barkley, Dalton Schultz, Cedric Wilson, and and John Ross. And Justin's Kenny Galladay, C.D. Lamb, Sterling Shepard, and Blake Jarwin. I want to close the gap. I want to be first place. Bobby, so bad. If
2: you don't win this week, that's then I don't know what happened because that's an uh, impressive lineup. You it'll going be for you.
0: Blake Jarwin had you know three touchdowns. That's how <laughs> that's how it Um Be yeah. worship. I mean, we all kind of have. Danny, you have the touchdown line. Actually, no. Actually, you know what? That was a dumb talking point I was looking for. All right. Giant factors. I get to go first this week. And I am going with the young joker, Kadarius Tony. I'm falling in love with this guy, man. He is fun, fun, fun to watch. And now we're playing against a team that plays man coverage, that can be undisciplined at times. This should be a Tony game. Tony should get 100 yards in this game. I'm not even kidding. Rushing, I think he's gonna get some opportunities with the handoffs from the backfield, receiving, like I, I think he's gonna be using RPOs, downfield concepts. I really think this is gonna be a big game for Kadarius Tony. The Giants wanna use this guy. Like, you know, we can talk about you know, coaching staff using guys. They drafted this guy twentieth overall for a reason. They really did. So I'm I am excited, man. I cannot wait to see what Kadarius Tony does this week. I think he's going to, I really think he's gonna go off. Um, you know, Shepard is coming back from injury, Slayton coming back from injury. I think Kenny Galladay might not have the biggest game because of the way Dallas plays their coverage. I really think Tony's going to ball this game, man. I'm excited for it, so I'm going with Kadarius Tony with my giant factor. Daniel,
2: solid pick. Kadarius Tony. I just love that he actually got used last week. That that might have been the greatest thing about last week. This he week, he really be... looks good too. Oh, he looks it. It's crazy that that's a crazy constant that Kadarius Tony looks good. I couldn't see that coming. I don't think anyone saw that coming from a mile away. Uh, this week, I'm going to be rocking. I'm going to be rocking with Adoree Jackson, the guy right next to James Bradbury. This is this is a week where the Cowboys offense is certainly interesting because they're like, I don't, when I watched a few of their games, I watched the Carolina game, it kind of felt like almost like the 2016 type of Giants offense. Like Dak Prescott's getting the ball out quicker than he has at any point in his career. At least I looked at the next-gen stats. He's getting the ball out in 2.51 seconds. Giants pass rush can't do anything if they had like 10 seconds at this point to do anything. So, I think CD Lamb's going to factor big into this game, and Dory Jackson needs to shut him down. Is he, I think James Bryant could do his job against Amari Cooper because for some reason the Giants' first uh, number one corners have been doing the work against Cooper, Jenkins, and uh, uh, Bradbury. So Jenkins uh, Adore, was really good against uh, he Cooper. was, and he did the same thing against Des Bryant as well. And then so Dory Jackson, back to you. You got to shut down CD Lamb because that guy can run. He, that guy's insane. CD Lamb's a great player. He can make life hell for this Giants defense on Sunday. Slow CD Lamb down and just give, make Dak Prescott look elsewhere. Make him target James James Bradbury and Amari Cooper. Make him go after the tight ends. Do something else. Just shut down CeeDee Lamb, because he can make life hell for this Giants team. So, Adore Jackson, this week, you are my Giants factor.
0: Justin, who is your Giant factor?
1: Galladay and Jackson were my two go-tos, but I'm not going to double down on the same position skill group as Bobby Skinner. Kyle Rudolph as of right now is what? like, is like Dave. I know I, I'm going here. I'm kind of i I'm kind of in a desperate spot. Kyle Rudolph as of like right now is Dave Gettleman's second worst free agent signing ever because of the amount of money that he was paid. And yes, I, I know I hated the golden Tate signing, but it's even worse than that. Nate Solder's the first worst Kyle Rudolph as of right now is the second worst If Kyle Rudolph was being paid $2 million to be a backup tight end then great, you know, it's it's not that bad, you kind of live with it. But he's been getting paid a lot of money, a lot of mucha, mucha mula, to be a not-good football player right now. This Dallas defense is not very good against uh, tight ends. They have struggled with tight ends all year. There is no hope for Evan Ingram. I have no expectation for Evan Ingram. There's, there's no hope for him. Kyle Rudolph, man, be something. Go be a giant factor. Even if you're not a giant factor, just try and be a factor. How about that?
0: Kyle Rudolph and let's remember Aveninger missed two games
1: had six catches for 57 yards and one of them came on one catch came on 20 yards last week
0: yeah and it was like a very like scheme play
1: and one was a screen play Good lord, you suck, Kyle Rudolph. I um, can't even. I can't even say. I can't even say Caden Smith because he gets like eight reps a game. So. Yeah,
0: that's so frustrating. That's what's mo- the more frustrating thing about the Kyle Rudolph signing is like bad signings happen. Is but they're playing Kyle Rudolph over over like what does Caden Smith have to do to like get some damn respect around here? It really does bother me. Um, like, just trade him to the Broncos or something. Like, it, <laughs> give, it's, give it's, him the Pat Shermer. Seriously, like I, I you, you know, know be the tight end two to no fan. All right. Um All right, quick picks. I am 18 and 14 went 4 and 4 last week. Justin is 15 and 17 went 3 and 5 last week. Bad. Danny is 20 and 12. He's still in first place went 3 and 5. And the listeners are 15 and 17. They went 5 and 3 last week. The listeners are represented by James G, also also known as Reptar on Ice. But I also want to give a special shout out to another listener, Westlock. I uh, you know you're going through some stuff right now. Our, our man, you know, we're going to keep it uh, at that. But we, he's in the Patreon chat right now. But just wanted to give him a shout out. He's been a loyal listener from day one. Um, and we're here for you, dude. Yes. And I forgot to read the ad. I was supposed to read the ad right there. Right oh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a week five offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 in on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 time, a tie in the NFL was in 1943, so I'd say that's a no-brainer. So, again, I said it the other day, if you don't have a brain, you don't have an excuse. You have you have less excuses than brains, no-brainers. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY. Throw down $1 in any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code JOHNBOY this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 rage- wager required. One per customer. Supply. slash uh, sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we don't have Indiana anymore. And I miss you, Indian. I really yeah, do. Can we just say it
1: still? It happened. No. No. We'll say it in our hearts. Damn. Or you know say what? it really fast. Indiana 100. i with it. Hold on.
2: Oh, boy. Oh, here. We got we to gotta kill airtime right now.
1: No. I'm just going to let this be. He's gonna li- he's gonna live with the consequences of this. <laughs> consequences?
0: What would be the consequences?
1: Dead air, which is terrible radio. You have
0: reached the Indiana problem gambling hotline. <laughs> so you can still call it.
2: <laughs> this man actually have the number.
0: Um, you can still call it, even though we're not legally required to 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 read it. All right, quick picks. Thursday night football, really good game. We got Rams at Seahawks. Rams are two and a half point favorites on the road. The listeners are going Rams minus two and a half. The Seahawks just always beat the Rams on Thursday night football. I don't know how they just do it. And the Seahawks kind of like, they, they actually, they really need to win this game. And I think the Cardinals brought the Rams back down to earth a little bit. So I am going Seahawks plus two and a half. Justin, who you got in this one?
1: Um,
0: Rams minus two and a half. Wow, what the hell, dude! You're supposed to be the like the Russell Wilson
1: guy. I am. I'm kind of. I got. I gotta switch it up. I gotta switch something up. I, it's not working for me right now. I'm less in fantasy. I'm less in the quick picks.
0: Sunglass Danny, what do you got?
2: I didn't see the board clearly last week. We are back this week, baby. Rams <laughs> plus two and a half. No, no, Rams minus two and a half. They get it done. I'm a big Rams guy. I'm a big Cooper Cup guy. That's mainly why I'm picking this team. Sunglass Bobby, what's the next game?
0: Oh wow, it showed up. I I know we we're doing speaker view. Um, <laughs> we got Packers at Bengals. Bengals are plus three at home. Listeners went Bengals plus three. I think I'm going like opposite of the listeners on the majority of our picks today. Um, but Danny, who do you, who do you go? Who do you got in this one? Packers are three point favorites on the road versus the Bengals, which like that doesn't sound right. But the Bengals are three and one right now. Yeah, the, the Bengals are actually not. They're playing good, but. Come on, it's Aaron
2: Rodgers and the Packers this week. No way. They're they they, they going to blow the Bengals out of the water. I'm sorry. It's going
0: to happen.
1: Okay, what about you? What do you think, Justin? Um, My love for Russell Wilson is I went opposite, and my dismissal for Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to go opposite. Give me Packers minus three.
0: Yeah, it's just I expect the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to beat the Bengals by three points. I don't care where it's, it is. Justin, do you have sunglasses so you can look like a douche like us on, on, on video? You can see the board more you can see the board more clearly when yeah, you Yeah, sunglasses. wear sunglasses in the house? Come on, dude.
1: Yeah, I'm going to need that. Um I can go and get
0: them. I'll be right back. Saints at Washington. Uh Washington is uh plus 2, so Saints are favored at, uh on the road. Uh, I'm going Saints as well. The Washington looks they have the second worst defense in football. They don't get any turnovers. Chase Young has zero sacks. This defense collapsed, bro. They read their newspaper clippings way too much this off season. <laughs> uh, and Chase Young is Maybe the most overrated player in the league right now is Chase Young. Um, so I'm going Saints minus two. Danny, who do you have? See, this is the
2: week where I feel like Washington could get it done and like right their wrongs. But the Saints were still so good last week and like the Washington barely beat the Giants. So I'm going to take the Saints. What was it? Minus, minus, minus two. Minus two. Give me the Saints minus two.
0: Listeners went Saints minus two as well. What do you got, Justin? What do you got, Sunglass Deuce, Justin? These are
1: prescription sunglasses, by the way. Of course they are, you old man. Oh <laughs> crap! <laughs> um, going be Washington plus two.
0: All right, we got Bears at Raiders. Now everyone remembers the Bears were my like, they were my love child last year in the quick picks. Like I basically picked them every single week. Um, but at the Raiders, Khalil Mack second game versus the Raiders since he left. Raiders are five and a half point favorites at home. Justin Fields is like the—he's just the starter now, not because of injury, but he is the starter now. I'm going Bears plus five and a half. The Bears are two and two, but five and a half points is is a lot right now. The Raiders are three and one, but I feel like the Raiders are just like they're—they are gonna crash to the ground. So I am going Bears plus five five and a half. Justin, what about you?
1: Think the Bears offense is just so so bad right now, so I am gonna go Raiders minus five and a half. Daniel.
2: Uh, I'm, I'm in agreement with Justin. I just don't see with Matt Nagy. I mean, he's not calling plays, but like the, Bears, the Bears, they just can't do anything right now. So I think the Raiders will take advantage of Justin Fields this week.
0: Give me the Ra- Raiders. Two game winning streak. Actually, no, they lost to the Browns. Um, listeners are going Raiders as well. The LeBron James Bowl. The B- Cleveland Browns at the L.A. Chargers. Even though he's a Cowboys fan, um, Chargers are favored by two at home. And I'm going with the Chargers. I, I The Chargers, I think, are a better team than the Browns. Um, So, yeah, I, I, th- I mean, I think the Chargers are just a good team, so I'm going Chargers minus two. Danny. I love me some Justin
2: Herbert, but I don't know. I feel like the Browns can keep it close this week. Give me
0: Cleveland Browns plus two. Listeners also went Chargers. Justin, who do you have?
1: I am going to go with Browns plus two. Um, Their defense has kind of picked it up from – you know, the first two games of the season, um, Justin Herbert is still having a little bit of trouble on early downs, but he's been so elite on third downs, I think that Browns uh, that Browns defense is going to get to him a little bit, so going to be Browns plus two.
0: Rashawn Slater versus Miles Garrett. That might be a fun video I do next week. Um, we got 49ers at Cardinals. Cardinals are five-and-a-half-point favorites at home. The only undefeated team left in the NFL, Kyler Murray is playing like an MVP right now. But he also played at the MVP like the start of last year, and he kind of fell off a little bit. Justin, who do you have in this
1: one? Yeah, this seems like one of those absurd lines. You get an absurd line every week, but I'm not one to tell you because I'm not a gambling expert. Yes, you are. You have
0: sunglasses on inside. You are (laughs) now a gambling gambling expert. You're a douchebag, but you're a gambling expert. Do you know
1: who I – we have to take these sunglasses off. I feel like somebody that we don't like right now.
0: Exactly, we're being douchebags. Oh my lord. No, Danny, oh, why did you, you guys start didn't this? get that? Was the whole reason I've been doing it?
1: No, I, I, I was just following Danny's lead because I'm a follower. I, I, I just
2: thought I was a gambling expert.
1: Forty niners plus five and a half.
0: <laughs> I thought like the whole point of this was to look like douchebags, um, Danny. Douchebag Danny, what do you have? I said douchebag more now. times than I think I've ever said in this show combined.
2: I think Dave Gellman might be the greatest GM in that. Uh, given the okay. Arizona Cardinals, because uh, they're just so good. The 49ers are just
0: not, they just can't keep up with Kyler Murray. Yeah, I'm not a 49ers fan. Uh, I'm going cards as well, and then the listeners are going 49ers. Bills at Chiefs, minus two and a half. This is probably game of the week, right? Game of the week. Um, It sucks we play at 430 this week. Because there's we're missing some good games. Um, listeners are going Chiefs. Danny, who do you have?
2: I mean, like, that's Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey. Those are all great players when you think about it. But when you think about it in reality, Garrett Cole led Yankee fans down on Tuesday. I had to slip that in somewhere because I'm just a terrible human. But when I think about who has never let me down in, in times that I need them, because I, like, because just nobody. And, and I And I... And, I mean, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. It's crazy to me. Give me the Bills plus two and a half.
0: Um, Justin, what about you? Uh,
1: Chiefs minus two and a half.
0: Bills? Chiefs are beatable right now. I'm going Bills. I feel good about this pick, too. I'm going Bills plus two and a half. And then the last game of the week, Monday Night Football, Colts at Ravens. Ravens seven-point favorites. I'm out on the Colts. I think Carson Wentz is just a bad quarterback. Um, And I like the Ravens, so I'm going Ravens Ravens minus seven. Colts, listeners went Colts plus seven. Justin.
1: Ravens minus seven. Good win against Broncos last week. Yeah,
0: Ravens minus seven. Teddy Bridgewater out for the Broncos is kind of big because Drew Locke is pretty damn bad. All right, take your sunglasses off. It's time to get real. Stop being losers.
1: I mean, now I can't see anymore. (laughs)
0: again old man danny what is your score prediction for giants cowboys
2: i i i i I said something last week about the giants and they went out there and they won a good game that that was great for them however like this like the same thing happened with Shermer when they went 0-3 and then they won that game before going 0-4 i need to see it to believe it the dallas cowboys are a great football team right now I need to see the Giants beat the Cowboys for me to believe that they can get it done and we're not just sitting ducks up until, like, whatever, the schedule gets easier. The Cowboys are going to win, unfortunately. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen. They're going to win by five. It's going to be close, though. I think I think it could realistically be the Cowboys score 30, the Giants score 29. I realistically see that. I could see that as, like, the Washington game. So, Cowboys, unfortunately, win. But prove me wrong, Giants. Bring me back into the season.
0: Justin.
1: Cowboys 33, Giants 24, we're cursed. We can never score over 30 points offensively under Jason Garrett. Prove me wrong, like Danny said. Like, this is the week, kind of before Bobby gives his hype-up speech. This is the freaking week. If you want fans to get fully back into this football team, it'll be two games in a row where you're on the road. You come back home against the Panthers... Get fans back in the seats. Get them excited for the season. Because if you lose this game, then you're kind of right back into the same or the Rams old, next week. The Rams next week? Excuse me. That whole thing is now ruined. Oh, the Super
0: Bowl uh, celebration.
1: I thought it was the Panthers that came first. So, Which oh, I, I, I think I'm going to try
0: and get Tollison to boo John Mara yeah. um, during the Super right. Bowl celebration.
1: Yeah, good, good luck doing that. But So even coming back home for that Rams game is even more important. Do you want to have a crowd? that is going to boo the owner again. If the Giants lose this game in Dallas, they probably have to think about whether they even want to trot John Mara out there, even if that was a plan in the first place. Do you want the fans to be booing and pissed off the day that you're celebrating a 10-year Super Bowl anniversary, or do you want them excited and back back in again? Get me back in, win this game, but prove me wrong. 33-24, Cowboys win, but prove me freaking wrong.
0: I'll be honest. Someone gave me credit for predicting a win last league like give Bobby Skinner credit he predicted the Giants would win which I thought was funny it's like that was probably your first preview show they must be new around here (laughs) (laughs) like I literally took an oath to predict a Giants win every every week ever I kind of Justin kind of stole my thunder a little bit man sorry you could pull us back in at two and three I know it's two and three and it's still not what we wanted but you could pull us back in you'd be one game back in the division and you know Dallas can fall apart it's wouldn't be the first time it's happened Man, we gotta score in this game. Score. Daniel Jones, lead us. Be that be that guy, Daniel Jones. You, you're gonna have to rise above this game every single week. Um Patrick Graham, man. If 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 Patrick Graham could pull out if Patrick Graham kept this Cowboys team under 20, I don't want anyone ever to say a bad word about him ever again. So the Giants are gonna win 77-0. I'm not even giving a pump-up speech. Just freaking win. Giants 77 Cowboys. Zero. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you on Monday. Hopefully, celebrating a victory. We'll see you then. We appreciate you. Until then, let's go, Big Blue.